0: Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney! I think he just showed, I think it was just there on the day of filming and they were like, hey. Right. <laughs> why not? He, he we just, got
1: room. He, we were joking, we were like, Andre the shields thought this was a real ass diner and this all started happening around him and he said, sure, I'll go with this. He
0: thought of <laughs> yes. <laughs> he thought it was a real ass diner. That's so funny. Let's get into it. Let's yeah. finish season six. Oh my God, we're at now. the I'll end of season six. Um,
1: hi. Hi. <laughs> we are there. We're we are there. there. We are won. square. We're almost finished with this thing. I know season six episode season six. twenty-two.
0: Do you know the title? The last one. That is not uh, the union, title.
1: State of the Union. State yeah, that's unions, it. Right? Yeah, State yeah, of the Yeah, I watched the show. I'm familiar. <laughs>
0: I've seen it. I've seen the boy who met the world.
1: <laughs> I've dabbled. Yeah. <laughs> I'm familiar oh, yeah. with Corky and his friends.
0: Corky. <laughs> this is one of the ones where I feel like I should be driven crazy by Corey, but I actually don't, I don't mind. I don't mind him in this. It's mm. fine. Really? He's fine. He's
1: kind of mean. Okay. He's an asshole to his
0: parents, but it's part. supposed to be like, like a... Yeah. But it's supposed to be like a he's not being an he's being an asshole. And like, I don't know, it's a, it's everyone's aware and like on board with him, not on board with him being an asshole, but like everyone's like, OK, he's being a dick, right? Yeah. Like he's being a dick. Like, I, I feel like sometimes we'll go through and sometimes Corey will just get away with being an asshole.
1: Oh, sure. Sure,
0: sure. Yeah. More, More so than this. this so, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, welcome to the Beanie Gall, yeah. everybody. It's the end of season six. We're going to talk about the nonsense. We're going to talk about Mr. Green from Blue. Um, we're going to talk <laughs> <That's> about <true. laughs> uh, uh, divorce and marriage.
0: Yes, robots. that's true. No, no Ro- robots.
1: robots? I don't know. It's, uh, when the, it's oh, it's on that book, Love, Love and Death and Robots or something. I don't know. Gonna, oh, yeah. Nah, cut it out. It didn't land. Don't worry about it. Anyway.
0: Cut uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it. Just cut it. Just cut it. Cut it and boast. Who's on a uh, recap? Is it my turn? you.
0: It's you. Ha ha.
1: It's me. All right. Uh, there's so much that happens in this episode. There's so, a lot. Right? It's
0: a chalk there's, full there's, of... Uh...
1: There's like a, it's a lot. Everyone's got a little plot here. We have an A plot, a B plot, a C plot.
0: That's true. We really do.
1: I can't do it. This isn't going to work. All right. Well,
0: you Here. could do a better job than I can. So it's all you. <laughs>
1: Cory's having anxiety about getting married. Topanga's like, we need a set of date. By the way, my parents are coming in town. Uh, the parents come over. They're actually fighting. Boom, surprise, they're getting divorced. Feeney's going to get married to the bolt, to the dean. They're going to have it at the house. Uh, and that happens at the end of this. Meanwhile, Eric is feeling all kinds of weird, and he decides that like he's come to terms with Jack and Rachel, and he kind of inserts some shit into them and says he's going to leave. Sean is like, I've found peace, and I think I love Angela. And they kind of like flirt a little, and Jack and Rachel look like they're going to break up. And Topanga's sad and crying and doesn't believe in marriage anymore. And Cory's meaning to his parents. Yeah.
0: And Corey's made to his parents. <laughs> I like that you had to slip that in there right at the end.
1: Had to yeah. slide that in there. It was important. A um, lot of plots. Lot of I, yeah, a lot exactly of things.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. Stuff. Every single character has a thing in this episode.
1: Everyone's like, got a little plot.
0: Yeah.
1: Are the gang's all here. Except you know who's not here? Who? No, she is. I was going to say Morgan. 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 She has a plot. She's a flower girl.
0: (laughs) It's true. (laughs) That's one of my favorite parts when they walk in and Sean's like, oh, Morgan's a flower girl. Kisses. (laughs) (laughs) I love that whole I Uh, love all of that. That's probably my favorite thing about this episode is Sean and Angela, where Angela's like Sean puts his hand there, moves her hand. Sean puts his hand there, moves her hand. Like, I love everything that Angela does in this episode. I think it's so funny. She's great anyway well
1: what did you learn megan
0: i learned that relationships are only the people inside of them and comparing is a horrible practice in in general but specifically when it comes to romantic relationships because it automatically sets you up for failure Hmm. Obviously we've got Topanga comparing hers and Corey's relationship to her parents and his parents. And if you try to compare it to Corey's parents, then you're going to be like, Oh, but we're not as happy as them. And if you try to compare it to Topanga's parents, it's like, Oh, well, it's never gonna, it's never going to last. Love is dead and everything is dead with it. So I feel like either side of the spectrum, you're not happy enough or you were never happy to begin with. It's just a lose-lose situation. A relation, You're not your parents. Your relationships are not your parents' relationships. You have your own thing going. I get the immense privilege of saying this as someone who is a product of a very happy marriage. Uh, well, I shouldn't say very happy marriage. Obviously my parents had their, their share of struggle, but I am a product of parents who are still together. So I am coming from a place of privilege in saying that. However, I know plenty of people who are a product of divorce that have gone on to have very successful relationships and marriages of their own. So, yeah,
1: uh, I think you're right. I think that's great. I'm going to wait. Gonna...
0: We forgot my fun fact.
1: Oh, whoops! six <laughs> years, not six years, six seasons later. Six and we seasons still don't later.
0: Okay. Wait, wait, my fun fact. It's kind of fun. Okay. So obviously we know that William Daniels and Bonnie Bartlett are married in real life, but the two actors who played Topanga's parents are also married in real life. Michael McKean and Annette O'Toole are married to this day. They got married in 99. So this was like, right. Oh, I don't know. They got married in May of 99. So this might, this episode might be before they got married, Um, Mm -hmm. but they are married to this day in real life. So they're not nice. Feeney and the Dean are not the only ones in this. We're married. That is
1: interesting. I did yeah. not know that because, and you know who that is, you know, who that man is, that is Mr. Green from Clue.
0: I, uh, I found that out today and I was like, that's kind of exciting. I like that. That is, that is, it's a fun fact. Let's have fun with it. Anyway, it what is did you a learn?
1: Fun fact. I learned. There is a, a what is, uh, um, I'm trying to like piece this together. So there's like a selfishness to relationships that is important to acknowledge, I think, not selfishness though. Like a, a like um, I guess it's more of a self-aware thing and just like having security in yourself and your, and your sense of self. You know and i and I, I tried to kind of bring it around through like the the main with with Korea and topanga here but then also kind of with like jack and rachel and that like uh his perspective of the relationship is largely based on its relation to somebody else as well mm-hmm. um and and topanga is obviously kind of hedging all of her bets on their relationship in based on someone else's so this whole yeah i mean got a very similar like what you were saying with comparative bias and whatnot but just kind of um being, being confident in like your own sense of self is kind of a, uh, a strong prerequisite for a healthy relationship.
0: Yes, I agree. I think Mm -hmm. there, there -hmm. needs to be some sense of security, not just like the other person, but obviously in yourself too, because out of that breeds out of insecurity in yourself breeds like jealousy and, paranoia fear just breeds a lot of bad things that will spoil a relationship
1: it's true and uh i'd like to introduce a point that sarah made while we were watching the episode yes. and that is that uh topanga's dad was a lot nicer when he was the other actor
0: so true <laughs> bring back peter york we demanded it it
1: was yeah it was peter torque was a much much friendlier uh Topanga's father (laughs) much much friendlier Jedediah
0: (laughs) well and also I don't I I think this is probably my least favorite through line for a plot in the entire series because of the drastic change that we see in Topanga's family because it's Mm -hmm. one thing for Topanga to change because she's you know she's growing she was a teenager Mm -hmm. she was going through normal teenager things that checks out that's fine but the fact that her parents walk in and her mom looks like she could be kind of on the same track, but her dad is like this, like businessman. We went to the past four generations of, of Lawrence's have been to Yale. I'm like, what are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? You're supposed to be making guitars, like uh, right. smoke some weed, take off your suits, <laughs> sit down and relax.
1: Yeah, it does not. Uh, it, it is easily one of the, I agree. It's one of the more troublesome discrepancies mm-hmm. um, with with the like. Yeah, it's easy to accept that like, oh, well, Topanga aged and grew up as a character and grew mm-hmm. out of that. But like, they were already full grown adults in that in that vibe. Yeah. But you know what? They went to Pittsburgh and they changed.
0: <laughs> I guess so. And they grew apart. They went people to Pittsburgh changed. as different
1: people. <laughs> they came back as completely different people.
0: Yeah, um, I guess so. That's good. <laughs> And they'll go back again and still turn into completely different people.
1: Mm -hmm. That's another reason
0: why I hate it. I hate it because they, her parents are like, she has three dads and two moms. And like, Mm -hmm. I I understand the switch later in seasons. That's happened in other shows as well. Um, Cause you just like, you do a first season and you're like, oh, this is going to be, you know, we're going to do three seasons of this. And then you end up in season Mm -hmm. six and you're like, oh fuck, we don't have the other actor. With us anymore, and so I understand Mm -hmm. it. But then, between season six and seven, recasting again, I'm like, guys, right? It's very, it's frustrating to watch.
1: I agree. Uh, I think that it's interesting the little plot element they introduce about like (laughs) kind of retconning why Tophanga was allowed to stay yes uh, in this no we let you stay because we thought we could work out our differences <laughs> which honestly you know what I I kind of uh take and appreciate and accept a little more than
0: than anything let you stay to do with boyfriend.
1: Corey yeah <laughs> yeah
0: I mean I think it was definitely um you know there were multiple reasons I'm sure that was the ma- the me ma- <clears throat> I'm dying I'm sure that was the major one I'm sure there was also an element of like, yeah, we don't want to take her out of her school, her senior year with all her friends. And so I'm sure there were multiple elements in within that. But yeah, it's interesting to me that they were like, don't you know why? And it's like, you 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 were just waiting for this moment, weren't you? Just waiting. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. You know, Corey has a healthy self-awareness about why Topanga's parents might hate him, though
0: that's true that's fair
1: and at at least I gotta be honest if I were to hang his parents I would probably have some issues with Corey
0: yep yeah oh yeah
1: because I do have some issues with Corey (laughs)
0: because I do just in general have issues with Corey
1: because he's mean to his parents
0: (laughs) he is he's mean to his parents he is very needy and
1: you know what you know what's unfair what? Is Amy is not allowed to sing, whereas she has a nice singing voice. Yes. Alan is not allowed to do impressions because his impressions suck. And you know what? Unfair because his impressions do suck, and she has a good singing voice. So that is One, one can stay. <laughs> it's fine to say no impressions because That's, they're bad.
0: <laughs> exactly right. That well, and I like I understand that too from like from Corey's perspective weirdly because. I felt a little bit of secondhand embarrassment for Alan watching that scene, Mm -hmm. but being involved in that living room with Alan, of course, you wouldn't want to watch your dad like fall on his face in front of guests, regardless of whether or not they were. Yeah, so it's it's awkward. It's very awkward. So I definitely understand where Corey's coming from on the no impressions. But yeah, the no singing is horseshit. She's fine
1: right right she's she's singing to her baby it's not like she just got up and started performing don't wait on my parade (laughs) (laughs) and you know what if she did we should be so lucky
0: yeah exactly exactly (laughs) um but yeah it's very that whole scene is just kind of so awkward because i don't think topanga's parents could have picked a more inappropriate time or place to air out their dirty laundry there must have been something else present either before they were in an argument, like when they were driving there or something must have happened because there's no way that they aren't able to just like set it aside for a little bit, unless they're just that dramatic and they just need the attention. They're just
1: that dramatic. Did you hear the way she said, get enough air, Jed? They're that dramatic. Okay? I no, like,
0: hated how many times she said his name. No Jed. one says a name. Yeah, well, and it wasn't even, like when she called him Jed, I was like, that's fine. Cause that's like a little quick, like Jed. But she kept being like, but Jedediah, what about the thing Jedediah? Can you even <laughs> believe that we're here Jedediah? And I was like, stop, call. stop saying his name. No one says anyone's name that much ever.
1: They do in Titanic. Okay. <laughs>
0: That's Different. always been
1: like my weird big hang up with that movie is the amount Fair. of times they, the
0: two of them say each other's names, say each other's names. Yeah. It's yeah. I, it's That's my, like- it's honestly a big hang up for me and a lot of things because I remember having, I've had multiple conversations with multiple people in my life about, I don't think I've ever heard you say my name. Jamie and I say that all the time. And anytime I'm like somewhere else and she goes, Megan, I'm just like, don't, don't call me that. That's weird. Don't don't say that. Don't say that. Don't do that. That's weird. I'm like, don't Don't
1: use my keep my name out of your mouth.
0: Exactly. I'm like, don't do yes. Don't use my name. That's weird. I'm gonna,
1: start, I'm gonna start ending every sentence with your name. Megan. I will
0: end this call. I will end it. I'll be like, forget it. No, no season don't seven. Oh Megan. But- Forget that it. would be
1: reasonable. Oh <laughs> I don't Go even know season like saying, seven. I just I just said your name three times and like and it's uncomfortable. And I don't like it's uncomfortable. <laughs> yes.
0: I don't there's no need to use someone's name that often. Only if you're trying to get their attention. That's it.
1: Ducky. I use his name a lot. Ducky. Well, that's fair. <laughs> it's because he doesn't know he has nicknames.
0: <laughs> that's fair. How do you feel about Eric in this episode? Weird. Yeah. (laughs) I agree. Um,
1: Kinda weird, yeah. I don't like the conversation he has with Jack and Rachel. I like the little conversation he and Sean have.
0: Yes. I do too. I like that they're like, we don't talk normally.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was a nice little are we allowed to do that? Um, (laughs) you know, there was some good, some good writer jokes, right like writing yeah it's not writer not (laughs) Not writer writer strong written word Oh, jesus um yeah but i I don't know eric's being weird and cryptic and shit and i don't like i don't i don't care for any of that as much um i guess good for him kind of figuring things out maybe a little bit better like it is a healthier to say like oh i don't know her i'm not in love with her great like that's healthy but, but to start also, shit like yeah way to start shit on your way He's like you know? so
0: petty yeah he's so petty which does not feel eric's never been petty it doesn't feel like him and then also the last well, time he went out of town petty
1: on purpose
0: you don't think it was on purpose
1: i don't think he was petty on purpose i think he's too stupid to be petty on purpose like that that's fair that's fair
0: it seemed a little pointed to me i was like interesting choice going in and like having this conversation with both of them Seems interesting.
1: I uh, I don't think it was on purpose. I think he's just doesn't. He's just putting his foot in his mouth. <laughs> Fair.
0: <sighs> but the last time he went out of town, he got stuck three hours from home somewhere else and was like, "I'm going to start my new life here." I'm like, "I, I understand that you want to travel because Sean gave you that recommendation, but I don't know if that's the right call for you."
1: I also don't remember like what happens.
0: I don't either. I don't either. I think he like goes out of town and like comes back and like moves back in with Jack and Rachel. I remember that he moves back in, but I just cannot remember how it happens. And this, this is so, this is such a like cliffhanger, I guess you could call it with everyone Uh because we're nothing happened. I don't feel resolution from the last episode in this episode.
1: Well, I don't think we're supposed to. Jack and Rachel do, I know, the spoilers, they break up at the yeah. beginning of the next season. Not much I know. I mean, yeah, everyone's hanging on a thread. Imagine watching this shit in real time. Oh, my God. Will Corey and Topanga actually get married next season? Because he tells married? him, like, I don't think we're ready to set a date yet. I mean, we're still following through. The interesting thing, right, we talked about last week, we talked about Corey's dreams and everything and how... Mm-hmm this episode continues that. And so Corey was having fears about marriage last week and it pours into the beginning of this episode, but then we, we kind of throw a lot of that away and now it's Panga's turn to get scared of marriage. Right. Yeah. Without fully resolving Corey's own, uh, shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true I think, well, and I think that's what next season might give us is like a flip flop of like Topanga was so sure. Corey was the one who was having some nightmares and then it's almost like it's going to flip in the next season. And then Corey's going to be, as soon as Topanga is like, I don't know, because my parents aren't going to make it, whatever. Then Corey is the one who's like, no, I'm certain this is it. And so I don't feel like there is really a solution at all. And I could be wrong because it's been so long since I've seen the seventh season, but it just doesn't feel like we're going to get any, anything from this. It's just happening.
1: I agree. I Yeah, I think it is all going to kind of tie itself where he has to feel certainty now because she's unsure. But you know what's not a great way to arrive at certainty Hmm. is by someone else else being uncertain. uncertain? And your job is to reassure them. If... As opposed to acknowledging that you are both scared and (laughs) uncertain. And I just it almost feels like one of them is continually like forced into deciding.
0: (laughs) Yes. And it's so frustrating because I just don't think that I I I know that it's it's fan-based, and that's why. I feel like if this were a real situation. No one would be forcing Corey and Topanga to get married. They would all be like, hey, maybe wait a little while. What's the rush? Why do you need to get married right now? Like, take your time, graduate college. But because the fans were like, we want to see Corey and Topanga get married. That's why we see the wedding. And that's why we have all of this. But it's like so frustrating because- they should wait they should wait they should take their time they should finish college why do they need to get married right now there's no reason that they need to get married right now especially if both of them are feeling a little insecure about it why not just wait
1: because they weren't gonna get seasons eight and nine
0: i don't care (laughs) i guess in in theory like if you're watching this real time obviously you're like this is the long awaited, this is the Ross and Rachel moment. This is the, you know, I got off the plane. You want them to Set get married. Them, like, you want it.
1: 20 years old. You've been waiting.
0: Old. Yeah. You've been waiting for so long, but I just, I, it's so frustrating because it's it's a completely different situation than like a uh, hey, Ross and Rachel, like uh, uh, Ted and Robin, will they, won't they tie it up at the end? It's like, now we're kind of forcing these two 19 year olds to get married when that's clearly not something that they should do. And should we really be sending this message to young people?
1: Ted and Robin shouldn't have gotten together either. Correct. Okay. so It's true.
0: <laughs> it's very true. You're Wait. not wrong.
1: No, it can be at the end. I watched the first two episodes of how I met your father. Did we Isn't talk it about that awful?
0: Already? No, we haven't. It
1: was. Oh my
0: God. It was Isn't so- it? bad okay. yeah it's rough it's so rough it I I like
1: so bad
0: I watched it because my devotion for Hillary Duff's has no end but mm-hmm. I can't continue I can't do it
1: absolutely not it was terrible <laughs> I can't even bring myself to I think to continue watching out nope. of like spite or curiosity like I'm done
0: <laughs> I honestly well and I finished because they obviously released the first two and then I three um I was like I should probably watch three like I my rule is give it three episodes until you decide like three is my Mm -hmm. like number and so I was like give it three and I forgot that there was a third episode released because I don't care enough to even check and see when the release date is
1: no I gave it I watched the two that they dropped initially and I said nope. this is
0: yeah I think I think it's (laughs) it's a swing and a miss for me
1: I will be astounded if they actually get to finish that show. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. Anyway, who's your MVP?
1: Oh, God. Maybe, wait, no, hang on. When we're done with the Boy Meets world, well, let's do a How I Met Your Father podcast. It'll be really quick
0: and easy. Oh, my <laughs> God. It'll be one episode and <laughs> just an hour of us just railing on it.
1: Oh, um, man. Anyway, so um, who's your... Anyway,
0: who's your MVP? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, all right, let's say it on three ready. Okay. One, two, three.
0: Amy. No? Okay. I didn't
1: have one. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs>
0: You could have just said you go first. I would have gone first. Let's say it on the I wasn't uh, I
1: wasn't particularly um, I wasn't particularly thrilled with a lot of the people with that though. Um, but I was I, if I had if I repressed I was almost probably just gonna be like can I combo Feeney Bolander together? Can it be sure. both of them?
0: I've done Amy uh, Allen before, so
1: yeah i'm gonna give it to the to to the combo under partnership there
0: yes that's fair that's fair the only reason i I picked amy is because yeah yeah absolutely i think they're short sweet and i think i just love the sentiment of like i wish i had known you earlier because i've lived half my life already and i didn't get to know you but i wish i had that time back like i love that sentiment Mm. of that um Because I feel like at that point, when you are a little later in life, that is, I hate it when people our age say shit like that. I'm like, no, you need to live your young life and do your thing. And I feel like neither Feeney nor Dean Bolander are discrediting their past. They're just saying my my life is half over. And I just wish I had known you for a little longer of in that. Not necessarily. I wish I'd known you since the day I was born, like a Cory and Topanga type shit. I think that's, I think that's good. The only reason I picked Amy is just because I think she has a good awareness throughout this entire episode, as far as um, like when she can sense that Topanga's parents are about to give a big whole speech about their situation. So she's like, Alan, let's go. And offering the house to Feeney and the Dean is like such a sweet thing because God knows on such short notice, that's got to be such a pain in the ass to be like, OK, and then we've got the flower people coming in at three and then we've got to get a bunch of chairs and figure that out. Like, since they were planning on doing it at the courthouse, they didn't need any of this stuff. And so I think it's very sweet of her to last minute be like, yeah, let's do it here, because then there's got to be a bunch of arrangements that's, that have got to be made um, and just opening your house to that many people, because there were probably like 30 people at that wedding. That's a lot of people to have yeah. in your house. That's true. So. A lot of people have in that wedding. Mm hmm. So yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's I think Amy did a very good job of like, the awareness and just being a good, and being a good host.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Well,
1: you know what I don't think we ever really get followed through on though. Do, like Feeney and the Deans. or like he still lives in that house by the end of this series. Yeah. So does she move in there? Do we? I don't think we ever follow through on that
0: i guess so i would imagine yes that she moves in because yeah they don't they don't move he doesn't feeny doesn't move Mm -hmm. so i would imagine that yeah they just she just moves in with him because they're still close to the school they're probably unless she's like right there feeny's i don't know maybe feeny has a bigger house
1: well so here's i feel like we don't really see a lot of her in season seven i could be wrong Mm -hmm. But I don't feel like she gets to show up as much in season seven. No. And I don't feel like we see the two of them doing stuff together as much. So I don't know. You know, just kind of, it's nice that we get them married here. But then I like to see them. I don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: Show me. See, that's, you want to know what my, how I met your father would have been? It would have been about uh, a young Lila Boland. (laughs)
0: Ah, Yes. Uh, I love that. (laughs)
1: It's, it's it's gonna be on our young Feeny show <laughs> that's so
0: our yes i love our young Feeny show it can be like a not yeah like a how i met your well they don't end up having kids but it can just be like young right, Feeny right, right. up until the point or in like young dean bolander and then it can be that like flash forward of them meeting later in life oh mm-hmm. i want mm-hmm. it to happen so bad it's the reboot that we deserve i know man that young Feeny
1: show would kill it so good
0: so before we sign off i have two things and one is a little bit of a surprise for you skylar because we got another voicemail from gregoire and so i would love to have you listen to that so we'll go ahead and play that because um it's it's just very sweet so i'll go ahead and share my sound with you so you can hear it
2: hey skylar and megan it's gregoire again so this is one of two episodes that really freaked me out as a kid as i mentioned before the other one being and then there was sean so much so that when reruns were on tv i would sit bracing myself and hoping that it would be any episode but those two uh, fun moments are i'm mary India. that definitely became an inside joke between my sisters <laughs> and myself um over the years and it's just such a corey thing to say favorite lines i think are 24 hours a week and Polly won an autopsy uh eric is completely perfect and charlie newmark was perfectly cast as well gotta love that that Hitchcockian psycho element and his costume design. William Russ directed the episode and one of the producers on it, Alison Gibson, fun fact, went on to create Reboot, which I'm re-watching through right now good times. So I was always struck by this episode's themes. It was the first piece of media I had seen that talked about dream interpretation and about kind of the darker things that can come up when we're dealing with all these complex emotions and changes in life and stuff and it made those feel normal and okay to experience and it was a nice contrast to the tone of most of the other episodes. I remember when I was little the music just being terrifying and in retrospect I suppose it's meant to be read at least by an adolescent or adult audience as sort of comical and dark comedy but I think it still delivers something pretty eerie and kind of kind of disturbing. Uh, when I rewatched it over the pandemic around late 2020, I got to the part where Topanga comes in in her wedding dress and I just cried because I remember that moment so clearly and I hadn't seen it since I was seven or eight and thinking about how that moment represented everything they'd been through and where they were going. And my childhood best friend with whom I very much thought of myself as Cory and Sean died in 2019 shortly after he'd gotten engaged and asked me to be his best man. So when I think about best friends forever, I mean, it's still true for me, but it's something that I live with. So yeah, this is one of my favorite episodes because it's objectively funny but with these unexpectedly sinister elements at the same time thanks guys see you season seven p.s can we talk about how elegantly and beautifully lauren falls down the elevator shaft
0: so yeah that's from gregoire (laughs) i wish that you. you all could see skylar's face when when he was listening to that that was that was very precious
1: It was a, I was, I was reacting live in the moment. I had not listened to that before just now. Um, Thank you very much for sharing that. We appreciate it. And then I thought some really excellent personal connections in there on top of some great insight. Um,
0: And we got. And the
1: elegance with the free fall.
0: It's Although, true. Yeah. Anyway, it's sorry. so true. <laughs> Obviously that was about the last episode, the psychotic episode. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. But I just wanted to play that for you because um, we had recorded that so long ago that I, I wanted to make sure that you listen to it instead of just sticking it in the episode. But um, we also got a message from uh, our listener, Cheyenne, who um, she talked about, uh, I'm, I'm just going to read the message I think, cause it's, it's very sweet. So Uh, She said, Hey guys, I just discovered your podcast tonight and I have no idea how I didn't know about it until now. The show saved my childhood. My cousin Tyler, who unexpectedly passed in May of 2020, loved this show so much. We talked about all the episodes or all the lessons from the episodes and would rewatch them all the time, even weeks up until his passing. I'm so thankful to have discovered this podcast because it's just another sign that he will always be with me. Also, Mr. Feeney is one of the main reasons I became a teacher. What you guys are doing is so special. Your episodes and witty banter and laughter really help me when I'm missing my cousin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then she met the entire cast in 2019. She said it was a dream come true. She sobbed like a baby. Uh, She also recommended Ryder Strong's podcast called Literary Disco, which I have not listened to, but now I think I might. So I just wanted to didn't
1: didn't know that existed.
0: I know. neither did I. So I just wanted to dedicate this episode to Cheyenne's cousin, Tyler, and to Gregoire's best friend, um, because that's recent, like 2019 and 2020. That's very recent. And I can't I can't even imagine like that. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. But like, that's really hard. These past couple of years have been really hard and losing people during that time is not fun. And so I just want to dedicate this episode to them. Thank you for listening and thanks for sticking with us and thanks for writing in. I can't, I, we appreciate it so much more than you guys even know. So at least I do, I can't speak for Skylar, but at least I do.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. I also appreciate <laughs> it.
0: No, Skylar hates you. In, Skylar spits it, on you.
1: in case it needs to be said explicitly, <laughs> I don't dance and spit on, um, you and and your feelings Uh, i do appreciate that
0: (laughs) um but yes and then our last piece of business before i before we sign off is we officially have opened a merch store on etsy and we have stickers and we have bags and mugs we have mugs get on and check that out the link to that is going to be in our bio for this episode and in our bio on instagram Um, so yeah, go wear your favorite Boy Meets World podcast out into the world.
1: Go buy a sticker, guys. Slap that shit on your water bottle.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Where could be fun. And uh, a huge thank you to Sarah, Skylar's wife, for designing our logo, which I'm sure I shouted out like in episode one and we haven't touched on since. But Mm -hmm. Skylar's wife, Sarah, designed our logo. And so That's gonna be on our stickers and mugs and we're coming out with some new um, things as well. Hopefully we'll do t-shirts and hats pretty soon. So yeah, go slap that shit on some water bottles.
1: That's true, I have a mug. Megan gave me a mug before there was merch. That's true. Free so,
0: merch. You can find <laughs> us, you can find us on all the things we're on Instagram at the Feeney call podcast at Twitter, Facebook at Feeney call. Um, if you want to send us a voicemail, just like Greg Wah did, just like, I'm sure you've heard Hillary send some messages to us. That link is in our Instagram bio and the description of the episode. Um, yeah, get on and find our merch page. It's on Etsy and, um, that'll be in our Instagram bio and in the description of the episode as well.
1: Thanks for listening, y'all. And as always, class. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good job, Ducky. I think we should keep that one. I, I think should that keep should that one.
0: Be. I think that's special. That's a special one.
1: <laughs> I might. I, do you? Want, I can give you. You can just one, give a I quick one.
0: Might- oh, I'll keep that in. Class dismissed.